Welcome to Talking Giants Player Profiles and Projections. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. We have two players today, one offense, one defense. We're presented by John Boy Media. Justin, today we're starting with Levine Toilolo, tallest guy on the team, 6'8", 268 pounds, 29 years old. 2013, he was drafted by the Atlanta Falcons with the 133rd overall pick in the fourth round. Justin, the Giants signed Levine Toilolo on a two-year, $6.2 million contract. But it's basically a one-year deal. There's zero zero dead cap if they cut him after this season. Justin, he's brought in to be a blocking tight end. What do you got on the cat? Bobby, this is one of those signings where I think this, is, this could be a sneaky good signing, but also... By the end of 2020, I wouldn't be shocked if we're just saying, oh, okay, this is just uh, another guy on the team, and this was just another signing for a stopgap tight end that we just needed depth for. Um, and we'll we'll talk about the intricacies of that. But Levine Torlolo went to Stanford, another Stanford guy. Stanford gang. Stanford gang. That's, Second tight end uh, from Stanford. Boom. Caden Smith joins the Caden Smith Club. Um, and Levine Torlolo's wife actually has more Instagram followers than Levine Toilolo himself. She is a digital creator, and I'm reading her bio because I think her bio is pretty interesting. <clears throat> Steady moving on a maybe, wild for Jesus, wife to Levine Toilolo, NY Giants, founder and creator of Good Sports, Good Sport Apparel. So free ad. How many followers does she have? 41,000 followers. What's her at? I'm going to follow her from my personal Insta. Steph underscore underscore Toy Lolo. Hold on, hold on. Pull up Instagram. Come on, let me get off the Talking Giants Instagram. Get on my Percy, which no one's allowed to follow because y'all be snitching. Beautiful woman. That's pretty cool. And she just gained... Oops. I accidentally opened up a Talking Yanks live stream as I was doing it. Go oh. check out those guys if you never heard of them. All right, Justin, let's talk about uh, Levine Toilolo. Wow. Very nice Instagram, if I do if I do say so myself. All right. Yeah. Levine Toilolo. We could waste a little bit of time because we're not going to talk about that this guy for too long. Justin, in 2019 with the San Francisco 49ers, he had two catches for 10 yards in his career, which is all of eight years, seven years, 97 catches, 966 yards, eight touchdowns. In 2018 with the Lions, he had his best receiving uh, year with 21 catches, 263 yards, one touchdown. But Justin, he's brought in to be a blocker. He's blo- he, he's brought in to be like an extra tackle. He is an awesome blocker and with his frame. He's better as a pass blocker than he is a run blocker. He really is. Like there's times where like I was watching him and he would just do better than like I would I would see tackles. He was just mirroring like guys like Carlos yeah. Dunlap and stuff. He's an awesome pass blocker. Wasn't there actually some snaps while he was in San Francisco last year, or maybe not even in San Francisco? This could be in previous years. Please don't steal where my he stat. actually he actually was lining. Oh, I'm I'm gonna steal it, aren't I? He played it's a whole a... fourth quarter for the Atlanta Falcons in 2014 at right tackle against the Minnesota Vikings, going against Jared Allen and and stuff. Uh, I think Jared Allen was still there for that, but yeah, he played a whole fourth quarter at right tackle, and he did a pretty good job. Didn't give up any sacks. He had one play where like like Ryan had to step up big time. But didn't give up any sacks and like held his own at right tackle. Justin, I think this guy's going to be a great fit. I think they're going to put him out there in two tight end sets with Caden Smith. And hell, they might even do three tight end sets and have Ingram split out in the slot or something like that. 
and we're going to run some I hope we are going to run some San Francisco down blocks, trap blocks, pulling blocks, all different types of stuff. I think we're going to try and do some diverse run, run game stuff. And I don't think they sign him to three plus million dollars to just be the third tight end. Because otherwise we would have just brought back Scott Simonson for 800000 Yeah, I did say during the takes we would never say publicly episode. Um, but now, I, well, I guess I'm saying it publicly here. Episode 169. Fun episode, Danny King and I. Um, what I did say that episode was it will be criminal if Levine Toy Lolo is not utilized in some way. Now, if you look at this, actually, this actually did surprise me, Bobby, because I thought that his snap count and his snap share in San Francisco in 2019 was kind of similar to the rest of his career. So in 2019, he saw 18% of the offensive snaps. And then from 2018, 49%, 2017, 41%, 2016 in Atlanta, 55%. Even in 2014, his second year, he saw 87%. So he was a starter in year two. You know, obviously things have kind of come down from there. But he's been floating around 40 to 50% of teams' offensive snaps, you know, depending on where he's been. I don't think we expect him to get that much, but also to alleviate the concerns of possibly injury of Evan Ingram and to not put so many, you know, uh, miles on his legs during a game. Levine Toy Lolo can come in here with Caden Smith and be an awesome run blocker, can really help out Saquon. And also he's not like, I feel like he's a better receiver than um, Red Elson. I feel better about him out there also. Yeah. Um, not much better, but. Ellison, I'd probably would say a little better. But that being said, like, we got third and 10, and we want to pass the ball. I'm bringing Levine Toilolo out there as a six blocker. You know what I'm saying? And yep. it's like, all right, we'll put three wide receivers out, leave, you know, or Ingram or whoever. Like, basically what I'm saying is he can be in and be an awesome pass blocker. If someone's struggling, if we're going up against a Chandler Jones type or something like that, put him out there and let him an attack will double team that guy or handle, uh, you know, a, a guy like that in the blitz or something like that. I think he's going to get important reps. Like you said, it's not going to be like he's going to have some huge snap percentage, but I think he's going to have important reps in every single game. He should. He brings it. He brings that to the table. And if we're talking about an offense, again, we're talking about an offense that does not have a clear superstar on the team, besides Saquon Barkley. Hopefully Daniel Jones can progress a little bit. But you're talking about an offense that has guys that are going to be fulfilling a certain role. And Levine Toy Lolo is hopefully going to be one of those pieces that fills a role for us. Yeah. And he's six foot eight. So throwing the ball in the in the end zone a little bit too. Why not? Hate um, end zone fades. Don't don't do that. I do too. But I'm saying, but in the corner, you know, three tight end, a fullback, running back, play action. You got Ingram going across the middle. And then yeah. if he's covering underneath, you got him one on one with five foot eleven cornerback for Levine Toy Lolo the ball. All right. But I agree with I you. I hate that. end zone fades as a waste of a play. Um, <laughs> all right, let's take a break and move to defense. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right, let's talk about Marcus Golden. Marcus Golden, six foot three, two hundred sixty pounds, twenty nine years old. In 2015, he was drafted by the Arizona Cardinals in the second round with the 58th overall pick. Justin, he was a free agent addition for the New York Giants in 2019. And he's technically a one again. Because, Justin, we signed the rarely used, I think it's only been used one time by the Patriots, LeGarrette Blunt, the unrestricted free agent tender. Which means he comes back for his contract at a 110% rate. But with his 10-sack $1 million bonus, Justin, 
we get him this year at $5.125 million. And I was getting crap for saying that he was going to get eight and a half million. People are like, that's all he's going to get? You're crazy. We got him for th- over three million less. Justin, you can argue that this guy was the best defender on the Giants last year. I want to make that argument, but you can make that argument. Marcus Golden was a really good player, a sack getter for a team that needed it. What do you got on the cat who's like your best friend or you feel or you think he is? He doesn't even remember who you are. No, we're we're best friends. He definitely does uh, remember me. Um, but Marcus Golden, let's go back to his high school career for a second. He was a running back and a linebacker at Afton High School. Guessing that's in St. Louis, Missouri. It is in Missouri. Um, oh yes, Missouri. Missouri. I blew his a tire in season. Missouri one time. They all said it was. They called it Missouri. It was the first time I ever saw a thirty pack in my entire life. Wow, big day. Big day. His junior season saw him uh, set a record for in the school for 168 tackles and 16 sacks, while he also ran for 1,100 yards and 16 scores as a running back. As a senior, he ran for a record 2,264 yards and 30 touchdowns, while also making 108 tackles and 10 sacks as a senior in high school. That's a... Uh, that's pretty darn good, Bob yeah, Skinner. It is pretty dang good. <laughs> Justin, in 2019, as a New York Giant, he had 72 total tackles, 10, for, 10 sacks, and 13 tackles for a loss, which those two categories was the team leader by a good amount over double um, the sacks. And I think he was like a good like five more than Dalvin Tomlinson for tackles for loss. And 27 QB hits. Justin, he's a good pass rusher. 10 sacks. Who's the last guy to get us 10 sacks? Was it JPP? I mean, Vernon didn't get 10 sacks for us. I think it was JPP. And I cannot stand the people who are saying, oh, well, they're all covered sacks. It's like, well, if this guy can get 10 covered sacks on a team that had the... I know we've made this point over and over again. But if he could get 10 covered sacks on a team that had some of the worst coverage in the NFL, imagine what he could do with some decent coverage. He's a playmaker. He made plays for us. I'm a big fan of Marcus Golden, and I'm glad he's back. Yeah, some of his uh, deeper stats, and I don't feel too bad about reading some of these off because he actually did get a decent amount of snaps. He got 83% of the snaps. So, first of all, I do want to say this before I read some of those stats. 27 QB hits, that's nothing to sleep on. That's pretty, pretty darn good. We're not talking about a guy who got 10 sacks and only hit the quarterback 15 times. That's pretty, pretty darn good. He got consistent pressure. I mean, he had 16 QB hurries, 14 quarterback knockdowns, 44 pressures. Now, I'm going off of pro football reference. There's a good chance that pro football focus has him at more pressures because pro football focus overestimates pressures. We Meanwhile, pro football reference doesn't give you as much pressures or they're less lenient with it. So that's why it's frustrating as someone who Go likes to look at stats reference. because everybody's Go with people who aren't lenient. That's true. Um so 44 pressures which is still pretty darn good and also in all those opportunities with a total of 72 combined tackles only missed 6 tackles last year, missed tackle percentage around 8%, which if you're less than 10% that's pretty pretty darn good, especially as a linebacker, edge rusher. Bobby, good Football player, very glad he is back. Unfortunate, crappy situation for him that he had a 10-sack season. He's nearing age 30, and he didn't get the big bucks. But, you know, if we're talking about, you know, what we want that's good for the New York football giants, it's the best It's the best scenario. Yeah, my heart get. my heart truly goes out to a guy who's making $5 million this year. Um, I was heartbroken to see that this Stop guy's going to make $5 million in a year. Um, just truly heartbroken. <laughs> 
you know, you know, I like to give you a hard Stop time it. on the golden stuff. Uh, I like yeah. golden, and like like you said, I was rooting for him to get get his payday. Justin, the reason he's kind of somewhat controversial player is because people think like, oh, it's like we like this player. He's a good edge player. It's like, well, he's not a dominant edge player. It's like, no, he's not. But he's a good edge player. Like, not everybody can be a dominant player. He's not a dominant guy. He's not going to go out there and just tear up your offensive tackle all games. But he's a guy who's going to take advantage of your mistakes. So when an offensive tackle makes mistakes, Golden will take advantage of that. When you put a running back on him, he's going to take advantage of that. When you put a tight end on him, he's going to take advantage of that every time. He's got really good hands. So when you mess up or you put a running back or a tight end on him, he's going to win that battle every time. And that's that's what good football players do, okay? Not everyone can be physically dominated. Not everyone can be Khalil Mack, TJ Watt. Uh, you know, you make your money in this NFL by being someone who takes advantage of his mistakes on the defense. And that is some, that's something that Marcus Golden does. And hopefully with some more blitzing um, and different situations and uh, a Patrick Graham who does different types of things, hopefully we can force other players into mistakes and let Golden eat another year. Yeah, four of his 10 sacks came after week 10. So it's not even that we got to a point where it's like, all right, Marcus Golden is the Giants' best pass rusher. So even though he might have, you know, you can make the argument, well, he takes advantage of tight ends. He takes advantage of poor tackle play. He takes advantage of, you know, not being touched on a single play. Well, it was known at a certain point last year that Marcus Golden was the Giants' best pass rusher. And the guy that you, and if there's one guy they need to worry about on the, oh, coming off the edge, it's him. But four of his 10 sacks did come after week 10. So, Bobby, the only thing that I'm thinking of is... And again, I, I said this stat so many times. You're, I've said it until a lot of our listeners are blue in the face. The, the, the research that shows that guys are a lot better their second year coming off their torn ACL. 2019, that was Marcus Golden's second year coming off that torn ACL. And when you're in that second year coming off that injury, that is the best production and the best your body feels almost in your career. So Golden, he's going to be turning 30 this season. I don't know the kind of production that we're going to get from him. I'm confident that it is going to be good production. I'm confident that a lot of the pieces around Golden, like some of these interior defensive linemen that's playing next to him, and then even the edge rushers on the other side of him, Fackrell's in addition. We're hoping O'Shane takes a step up. You would think that those guys would also help Golden maybe maybe not even take a step up, but just meet the production that he met last year, and if everyone else around him could take that step up. But Bobby, that is the one thing that I'm most worried about, that that was it. The you know the research says you have your best season that two years removed from the injury, um, and now we're past that season. So now you know what what do we expect? We don't. I, mean, know. I don't expect him to like take another step, but if he can be no, the same I, no, player he was last year, I'm worried about a dramatic step down. That's what I'm worried. Why about. would you expect that? Because we're the New York Football Giants, and bad things happen to I'm us. I'm not. I'm not expecting it. Um, he's not another contract here, so my man needs to. My man needs to put in the work. Like he's not a guy who's gonna drop back in the coverage, but he's you know, and let until Zimenez makes that step forward, he's the best pure pass rusher on the team, and a team that needs pure pass rushers. So that's why I got frustrated with people who are like, "Ah, oh, we don't need to bring him back. Let the young guys play." It's like if those guys are gonna be good, they're gonna be good regardless if Golden's on this team. So let Golden play, okay? Let bring Golden back on this cheap deal and let him be good. Let our defense give our, our offense chances to win football games. And that's that's all I'm asking for out of this defense this year. I'm not asking this defense to be good this year. I'm just saying give our offense a chance to outscore teams. Um and I think Golden Golden helps us in that area. Yeah, you mentioned the 
when we were talking about O'Shane Eximenes and his PPP, about you know hesitation, not not hesitation, but a good recoverability if you don't beat a guy off the edge, which Golden's not going to do. Golden's just not going to run around a guy on the outside. I don't think he has that elite quickness. But if a quarterback is going to be stepping up in the pocket, Golden is very good at getting that separation, and it takes time. That's the only bad thing. It takes time to remove yourself from that tackle, find that quarterback that is stepping up in the pocket and making a sack that way. That's where I feel Golden is at his best when quarterbacks aren't getting rid of the ball in two and a half seconds or less. That's when he's at his best. Um, so hopefully he can continue to to thrive in that role, um, and he'll be able to eat that way. Yeah, let let the man eat. Are right, you got anything else on him? Rooting for him, rooting, rooting for him. him. There is no singular giant um, on this team that I that I think I'm just personally more invested in, and I'm just rooting for their personal success than Marcus Golden. Unbelievable that you're not rooting for the quarterback of the NF of our team to have the most success. All right, that's it. That's the show. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, let's go big blue. <laughs>